0: Hi there, and welcome to another success story. Today, we've got the lovely Megan with us, and um, we're going to go through her whole life. Hi, Megan.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hi, Coach Stephen. Thanks for having me today.
0: Ah, That's a pleasure. So uh, I always start the podcast with the same question. So a nice broad question. Why did you become carnivore?
1: Well, this happened because I became very, very ill last year. It kind of started when I got COVID in January. And as a bit of a long haul COVID patient, I was extremely fatigued up until about March. And I started feeling a little bit better, got some energy back. But by May and uh, well, even a little bit in April, I started getting really bad dizzy spells. And then by June and July, I started having terrible, terrible migraine headaches and um, really bad digestive problems like severe cramping, bloating, diarrhea. And I was sick all the time, like the entire summer. I would normally spend camping, kayaking, fishing, doing a lot of outdoor stuff. And I was basically confined to my couch. And so, um, When I came back to work, I'm a a school teacher. So when I came back to work in August, when the health teacher actually told me, well, maybe it's a dietary thing that you're getting these migraines and you've got all these digestive issues. And I thought, well, that can't be. I eat like mostly a plant-based diet. I'm trying to eat really healthy and, and get well, but I'll go ahead and try it. And so I eliminated wheat and well, basically all grains. I eliminated sugar and dairy products and I started feeling a little bit better. Um, but not completely better. And I was still having digestive issues. Like I could not eat vegetables or fruits. It wasn't digesting, it wasn't processing in my body at all. And so then I remembered um, <clears throat> I watched a lot of Jordan Peterson and Michaela Peterson. And I remembered like they had severe health problems and they started doing a, an entirely carnivore diet. And I thought, well, I'm going to give that a try and eliminate the plants for my diet and see what happens. And within probably a month I started getting so much better like it wasn't perfect it it didn't happen overnight by any means but the migraines started going away and I started healing my gut and um, it's just it's been pretty amazing pretty shocking really
0: yeah quite a surprise how long had you been eating fruits and veggies and thinking that was healthy
1: well I would say probably since my 20s um I never was really a vegetarian, but I had a really plant-heavy diet. I always ate a lot of legumes, um, tons of black beans, a lot of squashes. I always had a huge vegetable garden, so, you know, I would uh, live on vegetables a lot in the summer. And I I always ate a lot of fish and chicken, but not a lot of beef. And so, you know, most of my adult life, I was very plant-heavy.
0: Right. And so you had some weight gain. Can you tell the oh, viewers, yeah. <laughs> how much you had and what's happened there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my mid 40s. So um, probably in my late 30s, early 40s, I started putting on some weight and it wasn't terrible. But 2020 hit and the pandemic and I put on quite a bit of weight. So and then when I got sick, it seems like the weight was just piling on no matter what. So it really didn't make sense, but I got up to 196 pounds at my heaviest, and that was August of this year. So a lot of weight gain, a lot of bloating. Couldn't really seem to do much about it to get it off.
0: And what do you weigh now?
1: I weigh 144 now, after six months on carnivore.
0: Wow. And is that the biggest weight loss you've ever seen in your life? Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, aside from, like, pregnancies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you had some awful cramping and diarrhea and bloating. So yeah. as a, how, how was that? How was that happening and how has it changed?
1: Well, I mean, just from eating anything at all, whether it was something from the sad diet or if I was trying to eat very healthy, no matter what it was I ate, I had a migraine constantly. And then um, within an hour or two, I was in the bathroom and the stomach or abdominal cramps I had were just, they were unbearable. Um, And I've never been like huge into going into the doctor to get treatments for things. I always think this is something that I'm going to figure out on my own. Like there's something going on and I need to figure it out. I don't want to go to the doctor because they're going to put me on some kind of medicine. It's going to be expensive. They're going to run all these tests and they're just going to put me on meds. So um, I didn't really want to go that route, and yep, this is one of those parts where I kind of forgot the original question.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's okay. Um, The the cramping, the diarrhea, and the bloating. So how bad was it? And then
1: oh, okay, so yeah, it. The, the cramping and the diarrhea were so bad that I actually, even in spite of me not like going liking to go to the doctor, I went. Um, and that's just really not like me. I, I thought I've got to do something because it had gone on for two solid months and it was scary. I thought this is, I actually felt like I might be dying. Like there's something so badly wrong with me. I may not come back from this. So I've got to go figure out what it is, you know, and I'm on the Internet trying to figure out, like, do I have ulcerative colitis. Do I have Crohn's disease? Like, is this just a side effect from COVID? I don't know what's going on. Maybe they can help me. And they weren't really able to, but I got a lot of bills. Um, My primary care physician kind of came to the conclusion that I probably have celiac disease, but she said the way to test for that would be going back on gluten. And I said, no way, not doing that. So, you know, no diagnosis came out of any of it, but um, a lot of good results came from, Eliminating all of those plants and and everything else.
0: So it was that bad. You you went against your principles of not going to the doctor. Basically, it yes. was. Yeah. You realized absolutely. it was pretty serious. Yeah. So yes. how long did that take to resolve? Was it was it pretty quick?
1: I mean, I started feeling better probably within a couple of weeks. Like I said, it wasn't overnight because I think that my gut had so much damage to it. Um. So getting rid of sugar grains and dairy gave me, you know, some, some improvements, like for sure. But then I was still having diarrhea and the vegetables were just like killing my gut. And I thought, well, if I can't digest vegetables and fruits, I just need to stop eating them. Like there's something really, really wrong with my stomach. So, um, probably I would say probably a month, a month and a half of just eating meat. I felt like total turnaround but it wasn't easy to get to that point.
0: And I think you mentioned you even had blood in your stool. And...
1: I did. Yeah. And, that, and I went to the emergency room for that and, you know, they weren't helpful either. It was just like they, they wanted me to go see a gastroenterologist and get a colonoscopy. And I already had enough medical bills. I thought, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to try the carnivore thing and see if that helps. And it's helped completely like a hundred percent.
0: What was your, um, feelings diving in did you have a lot of intrepidation about it or was you pretty confident cuz you no. <laughs> how was it no i
1: didn't i didn't have any any fears about any of it um i i knew that i always felt better if i ate meat and Being plant-based, like largely plant-based for so many years and not seeing any results from it and watching Michaela Peterson had a lot to do with it as well. And then probably by then I started watching Dr. Ken Berry and uh, then I found Bella and I thought, man, there are so many people whose lives have completely done a 180 from doing this. I'm going to just, you know, and I felt like I didn't have a choice at that point. Like if I could eat a steak or eat some burger and feel fine and not get a headache and I wouldn't have diarrhea from it or cramping, then it would just make complete sense to go this route.
0: And and also you had dizziness, I believe, and headaches, those sort of things. Yeah.
1: yeah, the migraines, the dizziness, that started really in, in May of last year. Um, like dizziness to the – and I've never, like, had dizzy spells, and I didn't know what was causing it. I'm still not sure what was causing that, but I – would go out to do something if I was feeling well enough and just standing in place, talking to a group of people after five or 10 minutes, I would get so dizzy and nauseated that I'd say, I'm sorry, I just got to bow out. I can't, I can't do this fun thing that we planned on doing. Like, for example, one time we were going to go fly in an airplane, a little airplane and I just had to bow out and I had done it before, you know, I'm not afraid of airplanes. I love it, but I just didn't have the energy and I felt so sick. So
0: yeah, it sounds, sounds horrible to go through so many different conditions. I think one of the things I need to say, because people listening might say, oh, well, it was just COVID and, and she's got over COVID. But you actually put that your labs came back great this month and I'm feeling a lot better yeah. than I have in years. So yep. this is before COVID as well, isn't
1: it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, prior to COVID. Well, I mean, I'll I'll be really frank. I've had a lot of depression my entire life. Um, I broke my back when I was nine years old. And so I've always had back aches, back pains, easily slip a disc. And um, I, I've had a lot of health issues, but not not terrible ones, not ones that are going to send me running to the doctor all the time. But, you know, always dealing with back pain and inflammation, joint pain, um, skin issues, and just thinking, well, this is just a normal part of life. You know, people usually have things going on. And it's just something that we have to deal with. And as we get older, it gets a lot worse. So that's kind of where my mindset was beforehand. Then I got COVID and I was like, "Well, oh, I'm just, you know, this is probably the end for me. Like I got a really bad case of COVID and I'm not coming back from it, but I feel better now after six months on carnivore than I did in my twenties and especially mental health wise, like I don't have depression. I don't have social anxiety. If you asked me to do something like this 10 years ago, like put an interview out on the internet, there's no way I would have done it, but it's my, my mental health is so much better now. It's been, and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect skin conditions to improve. I didn't expect my back to ever improve. And it has.
0: Yes, and that's that's one. Yeah, that's one thing. It's very close to my heart because uh, one of the things I don't really talk about much is my lower back specialism, because I had a, a back issue when I was twenty three, and I was told by the time I'm fifty in a wheelchair. Here I am at fifty. Uh-huh. I've never been, <laughs> I've never been near a wheelchair. So, um, you also had some pretty bad. You're underplaying everything, Megan, because the message I got was you had rashes on your arms, and how was your skin?
1: It just, I mean, but it was normal for me. I thought that was normal skin, like really bad rashes on the backs of my arms here, rashes on my legs. Um, even my face started feeling like it wasn't really my skin. I don't even know how to describe it, but that was all when I was very sick over the summer. Um, and then I had uh, the keratosis pilaris on one of my thighs. And my mom said that was there since I was a baby. And I told her, well, guess what, mom? It's gone. I don't I don't get it, but it's gone. Like, I don't have these skin issues. My skin is just so much healthier. And I don't know if that's from eliminating the plants and, you know, seed oils and processed foods, or if it's because of the addition of fats and more uh, healthy red meats. I don't know, but it's great. It's one of those really neat side effects of going carnivore.
0: Yeah, that's a lovely point because I often say <laughs> – It's both because you eliminate things that are not good for you and then you include things that are... Um, <laughs> which seems sort of obvious when you say it in a sentence like that. But it it isn't just that the carnivore food is magic. It is the, also taking out the seed oils, taking out the processed stuff, taking out the sugar, taking out the gluten, all those sort of things. But you did all that, but you still kept the fruit and veggie, which is allegedly healthy, and you didn't get the journey fully um, right. complete. And it was taking those out, which are allegedly healthy. Um, that seems to have made a big difference. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the the back pain would be something yeah. um, not many people would believe, but I've so many clients that have had lower back pain and they've gone carnivore, and like you say, within within months that pain has you know it's not cured it, but it's it's made the pain go away. It's made it much more manageable. Those sort of things, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I mean, the mental health thing. I, I, I mean, is that something that you was not expecting any changes in? Because that's physical, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting any changes in my mental health and, you know, not at all. It was just like you start waking up and feeling good. I don't know how else to say it. Just waking up in the morning and feeling good and feeling like energized about work, energized about being at home, excited to do things, um, more motivated to exercise, which is something that I've never experienced in my life. By the way, I'm just not an athletic person, not somebody who's into exercise. And uh, yesterday I went to my first Pilates class on my own. That's not, that's something I never would have done. And I consider that so much part of my mental health um, as well as physical health. It's like, wow, I, this is not this isn't something that I would ever put myself in a position to do. Go join a class with other people, a beginner, not knowing how to do this. And I'm just like happy to do it, like excited to do things. So major, major mental health
0: improvements. So really, it sounds like life changing, actually, to yeah. you. 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I suppose we need to do some practical things because people always message and say, yes, but what are you doing? Is she doing one meal a day, two meals a day? So so what is your eating looking like?
1: It's kind of all over the place. Um, I really just try to eat when I'm hungry and uh, I got brisket and I've, I got a a grinder for Christmas. And so I ground up a really fatty brisket, um, put it in the the freezer and I'll take out a pound and maybe eat a pound of ground brisket. Uh, maybe I'll do a ribeye, but I wouldn't do both of those things on one day. I just can't eat that much. Um, I actually started reading, drinking the fatty lattes. I saw one of your short videos to make the fatty lattes for, for the past two days. I've been having that for breakfast. So that's like Two egg yolks and some butter and hot water and vanilla. They're delicious. Um, but there's not really a set kind of way of eating for me. Sometimes, you know, I'll come to work and I'll just have a cup of tea. I do still drink green tea. I gave up coffee, but one cup of organic green tea in the morning. And then I probably won't eat until I get home again at about 1 PM. And then sometimes I'm just not ready to eat even then. So it'll be dinner time. And by then I'm getting hungry and I'll maybe have a ribeye or um, some of the ground brisket, some eggs. Um, I have incorporated shrimp back in a little bit, but they don't, I don't feel like shrimp, chicken, pork, they're not doing much for me. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting all the nutrients that I need. So it's like, well, that was a nice change. You know, it's neat to taste a different flavor, but it's kind of, it's not really worth it to me. I'd rather just have the the beef and the the eggs
0: absolutely yeah i Lots mean that, that's yeah yes i think you're talking about uh how satiated you feel because i i yeah. i used to be the chicken guy you know when i was in my 20s and 30s and i was doing my bodybuilding shows and all that chicken was my favorite and um, and now it's it, it's a bit disappointing like you say because mm-hmm. compared to a ribeye there is the feeling afterwards is, is very different i think yeah um as an educator, as a, obviously, you've got a lot of colleagues around you. So I wonder how did they act or do they not even know that this is what you've done?
1: They know because we do some potlucks at work and we go out um, for lunch sometimes. And so everybody knows what I'm doing. And I I have some support and some I think pity is what I would say that. Oh, I'm sorry. That must be so hard. And I'm like, no, like I feel amazing. It's, you know, we'll go out and they, they try to work around like, well, what can Megan eat? Like, don't do that. I can find, don't, just don't choose a vegetarian restaurant and I'll be fine. Or I don't even need to eat. I can just spend time with you guys. But um, I have had some coworkers who are just, like, this is really bad. This is a very bad health decision. You you need fiber, you need vitamins, you're not getting vitamins from the way that you're eating, I think you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, just stop, please. Yeah. I'm, have you seen me look and feel this good? in all the time you've known me No. so You know, this is, I'm doing what's best for me. You do what's best for you. Um, Yes. But most of it is just like, I don't know. They kind of look at me like, oh, I'm so sorry. You can't eat these donuts we brought in. And I'm like, I don't want them. It's okay. I have no desire (laughs) to eat a donut.
0: Yes. And most people are well informed, not well informed, sorry, well meaning, maybe a little bit misinformed. I don't think there's any uh, malicious remarks there. No, No, not at all. They don't get it at all. And I think one of the things I find surprising is what you just said. You are a good example of health. You've made a difference. So I'm waiting for time when maybe one or two will come to you and say, you know this crazy weird thing you're doing? I might try it. Can you give me some tips? And I think that what you just said, you're quite early into it, Um, longer Um, serving carnivores, for want of a better phrase, do get a lot of that. They get people coming up and saying, "Okay, I'm convinced you look really great. You're losing the weight. You've got more energy. Uh, I'm going to give it a try. And I think that is, you know, you're early into this journey. The other thing I suppose I really should ask about, you are a 45 year old mother of three. You've got a 25 year old, 21 year old and a nine year old. So what do they think about what mum's up to?
1: Uh, Well, my youngest son has a little bit of experience with carnivore diet. Not that he's done it so much, but his dad has at one point and a lot of his dad's friends. And when they were doing that, I thought, well, that's that's fun. But I don't know that I need to do anything like that. Um, But I did see his dad lose a lot of weight. So my youngest is already familiar with it. Um, He thinks it's kind of strange that I eat butter so much, but he'll occasionally just have a little pat of butter (laughs) um my older kids probably lean more towards a plant-based diet but they've seen the results for me and they're just happy for me they're very supportive you know they're like it's it's different but go for it you know it's making you feel better so
0: yeah and that live and let live attitude i think is fantastic because if you're seeing someone thriving then that's great. And you said about the exercise, that's also great. Um, you are back to doing Pilates or starting up Pilates, so did, that's really good. Um, have you got any tips for anyone that's thinking about this, but is a little bit tentative?
1: Yeah, um, I would say take it slowly. I think that I've I've seen so many stories of people just trying to switch over from like a sad diet to carnivore. And I think that would be really hard to do. I think that's probably pretty rough on a person with all the the oxalate dumping and the gut issues and going high fat or something. I I wouldn't recommend that. I would say a slow transition. So maybe eliminate all the processed foods first, do that for like a month, and then maybe slowly start eliminating fruits and vegetables. So it's kind of a, a slow change instead of just like, I'm going to go gung ho right now. And, you know, stop eating pizza and tomorrow I'm just going to go high fat and protein and only animal products. I think that would really do a number on people and then they would feel terrible and want to give up. So I just say, take it slowly. And I, I yeah. took it slowly, not on purpose, but it just, it worked out. And I don't think that I had a lot of those reactions that, that others may have when they just switch over overnight.
0: Yes, and I think that's uh, that's great advice. Um, some people just want to go 100% all in, but yeah, yeah that has a few transition issues. Um, taking it nice and slow tends to be a bit more um, sympathetic to your internal workings, I think. Uh, yeah. I also, well, I do need to also mention about the butter. Yeah, I, the first time I heard about putting butter in coffee, I could not believe that this was actually done. And I love butter in coffee now. Okay. Um, Another thing you mentioned in your um, post that really you know grabbed my attention was that you've done a forty eight hour fast. Is that something you thought you could yeah. ever do?
1: Um, no, I never really thought that I would do it, but I'm such a YouTube person. I watch videos constantly from carnivore people, and I would also say that's another good tip. If somebody wants to do the carnivore diet, watch as many videos as you can to get all of that information, maybe even before deciding to jump in. But, um, I started watching fasting videos. I had done shorter fasts, like maybe one meal a day. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I saw a video and I thought, well, I'm just going to try to do 48 hours because after losing that much weight, I do have a lot of loose skin. And also I feel like I've got some hormone imbalance and I thought maybe fasting is something that I can do. So, I did a 48-hour fast, just water, and I felt incredible. I felt like I could go longer, but I decided to just break the fast. I, I made it to my set time and day, and and so, yeah, I'm ready to get back into fasting and learn more about it at this point because it's, it's pretty new to me. I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, don't over-worry about it because fasting is just not eating, and if you've got excess fat on your body, you've got some stored energy, and it sounds like you found it relatively easy, maybe surprisingly easy.
1: Yeah, it was really easy. Um, maybe the first 12 hours, just because I was used to eating something. So, you know, I woke up in the morning, I was like, well, this, okay, it's my first day of fasting and I'm just going to go for this. And maybe after like the whole day, I thought, well, this, I'm getting kind of hungry by the next day. I didn't feel hungry at all. So
0: yeah, I just, and yeah, that...
1: I didn't expect it to be that simple, really. Like <laughs> I just didn't feel like I needed the food, just drink more water and, it was
0: very easy. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Megan, because so many people do think. Well, I've seen it on the internet, but they're different to me. I'm just an ordinary person. I can't do it. And everybody who tries fasting, and you know, everybody, and we're talking hundreds of people I've dealt with over the years, have said to me, "I can't believe." I really thought I was going to be starving the next day. I thought it was going to be, yeah. and but they're not. They're not. They're no, actually not.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen like that at all. And I just thought, well, I could keep going, but should I, you know, I don't know, probably could.
0: Yes. Did you feel better for it? Do you think?
1: I felt amazing after, and I felt amazing during it. I felt like I had a lot more energy. I had uh, better mental clarity. Um, yeah. The one thing that I shouldn't probably have done was I also started a weightlifting class and... uh yeah, I probably should have been held on that because I didn't. I didn't feel very strong, but I'm not. Like that's one thing that I really want to focus on is getting strength. But on my second day of the fast is when I went to that first weightlifting class and wasn't that successful with it. Honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's a bit of a leap actually, fasting and starting strength training at the same yeah. Week. Um, One of the things I'm going to explain to the people watching on YouTube, this also goes out as a podcast, um, is you wrote something that I absolutely got because you you couldn't supply many before pictures Because you yep. didn't like people taking your picture, and that's exactly what happened when I was in my forties. And I and even though I was a personal trainer and running ten miles three times a week and eating the you know the skim milk and the fruit and the freshly squeezed orange juice and the oatmeal, I was putting on weight and I was embarrassed. I was absolutely embarrassed. And is that something, you know, what about family pictures and things like that? How it, because family like you in pictures at Christmas and things? Did you still so feel they know better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just know better. Yeah, I actually asked my daughter the other day. I was like, send me a, a picture of, of me when I was chunky last year. And she's like, Mom, I don't have any. You won't let me take pictures of you. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I I really didn't. I just avoided it. Family pictures, like, no, no, don't do that. Not right now. I just, I felt terrible about myself.
0: Mm. I mean, that, that to me, that's one of the things that uh, I feel very much... Um, in a line, in line with you, really, because I felt the same, and I really regret it now. Because sure. especially in this role, it'd be really great to have some pictures to, to say this yeah. is how, this is how tubby I looked, and um, you've sort of miss out on feeling that confidence. And it's it's interesting to to speak. To someone else that had the same thing. So, do you feel that that's gone now? Or are you quite happy to have pictures taken with your children and?
1: I feel much better about it now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think it's so, it's so very connected to my mental health. Mm. You know, it's not just a physical thing, but it's a mental health thing as well, because mm. if I could go back and I, I felt as good as I do mentally now, I would have been like, this is a before picture, you know, we're going to do this and this is what I look like now, but I'm going to fix it. And I just, I absolutely didn't want anything like that. So <laughs> I was able to find one picture from 2020 that I was heavier then, but I, I, after that, I probably gained another 20 or 25 pounds. So no pictures like that
0: exist. Oh, wow. Okay. I get that. And hang on. What about the cramping? Has that gone completely?
1: Totally gone. Totally gone. Yeah. Um, the last time I had that, I made the mistake of eating some caramel corn and some peanut brittle that I made for Christmas with my son. And I was like, I I bet I could eat just a teeny bit of this. No. I got really <laughs> I got terrible cramps that night. They woke me up, had to go straight to the toilet. I just i I can't eat stuff like that. and I don't want to like I learned my lesson. It was not worth it. You know, I love peanut brittle, I love caramel corn. I love sweets, Not gonna do it. Totally not worth it.
0: Good. Is there any final sort of closing thoughts you'd like to share with people?
1: Oh, I'm just, I'm so happy to be part of this community now. I've been watching videos from Steak and Buttergal for, you know, months now and thought, well, I just maybe should join because I do need that community. I'm sure that my fiance gets sick of me talking about what I'm eating and how I'm feeling. It'd, it'd be neat to talk to people who have the similar experience. So, you know, just join up the community or find people in your area that are, you know, doing the same thing, having the same issues and like I said, it's not something that was just like boom overnight. Like I'm so much better now. It's been it's been tough, you know. And yeah. if if somebody had asked me six months ago if I wanted to um try the carnivore diet to, you know, because it's like a fad diet and it's helping people lose weight, I'd have been like, no, I don't want to just eat meat and eggs. That's but I had to. And like the benefits of it are or would have changed my mind about it. And I I do hope that it helps some other people because there have been actually two people at my workplace so far that have come to me and been like, you know, I've got really, really bad gut issues and I'm I'm thinking of going off gluten or, you know, do you have any recipes or any suggestions because you just seem so much better? And I'm like, yeah, take it easy. (laughs) Go slowly, eliminate processed foods and see how you feel. I don't want to... I don't want to be the person that tells everybody that vegetables are poisonous, even though I personally feel like for me, they are poison. Like I can't have that stuff. And I'll tell I tell my kids that I'm like, you guys are eating poison stuff. But they know I'm you know, kind of messing with them. It's just such a, a huge shift in my way of thinking, you know, where I always felt like I should be eating i should be you know mostly vegetarian if i can i should be doing that it's going to be the healthiest way because that's what's drilled into us you know stay away mm-hmm. from saturated fats stay away from animal products it's just not it was not true for me at all it was completely backwards for me
0: so yeah that's right really, i accidentally i hadn't recording. can i keep that bit as well that you just yeah. said yeah, because absolutely that, that's, anything that I say,
1: I feel I feel a little bit more relaxed now. I was thinking that it wasn't recording, so I relaxed a little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not a trick of mine, by the way. I genuinely forgot to stop recording it, but that's that's a nice little bit. I might do that as like a little promo bit okay. to say, you know, Megan, who's a member of the community, here's a little snippet from what's coming up.
1: I I forgot to say one other thing. I don't know. It's like. It's one of these like self-image things, but this is very weird. And it's only been something that I've realized in the last couple of weeks. I had I was diagnosed with very severe periodontal disease in my 30s. So this tooth, it, they were saying you're you're gonna lose it. There's nothing that you can do. You've lost so much bone that we can't even do like a graft. You're just going to eventually lose that tooth. You're gonna have to get a fake tooth in there. The last couple of weeks, and I think like it's insane, but I'm excited to go back to the dentist now because it's tightened up tremendously. And I'm like, I don't know if you've heard of anybody else having like mouth issues reversed, but it's tightened up. Like the bone is starting to fill in and it's not, it's not nearly as loose anymore. So I'm like, I want to go to the dentist and get this x-rayed, but you've heard of stuff like that
0: yes absolutely and my teeth were ruined i bought up on a uh sadly both of my parents died of cancer my mum had cancer she didn't eat meat didn't eat fat she was all sort of brand for breakfast and skim milk and all that and she uh she went very early in her life and my teeth are ruined absolutely i mean i know i've got british teeth anyway uh so i have a, like a wonky tooth and all this sort of stuff and um Uh, I've got a very good dentist, actually, who ended up being a client of mine, strangely. And we did, you know, when I went to him, I moved house and went to this dentist and they did the big X-ray and all this sort of stuff and got the X-ray from the old um, dentist. And it was... He said, well, you, you you shouldn't get better. You shouldn't. You've got bone disease. You know, this was before, you know, doing low carb and all that. And he was quite surprised. And this tooth was supposed to keep moving. It's not great, but it hasn't actually it has sort of stopped. Now, I'm not happy with my teeth, but that's 50 years of eating all the wrong things. Yeah, and, me too. You know, but yeah, I've definitely heard of that. I, I've heard of so many things like... Um, you know i'm doing it personally because there are things that i've got first-hand experience with i wear hearing aids i know the volume i need on my phone i have an app and i can put the volume across and i've had that many many years Uh, and i've had the same audiologist same machine and in the last three years my hearing has improved wow you know empirical data i mean this is real things and uh My eyes have improved, Uh, but then because I say this publicly, I do get a lot of messages saying, yeah, me too. This is really strange. And then I've done interviews. Yes, mouth issues have have resolved. Um, It it, it is incredible. It is incredible.
1: I mean, I just thought, okay, I am, am I reaching here? There's no way, like this tooth was so loose and now it's not. And I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm going crazy. There's no way that that's fixing that tooth. But it's interesting.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting what you're saying, Megan. It shows how indoctrinated we are to not think nutrition is this powerful. Because you've just you've just done a big list of things that have improved, and you still can't believe it's possible that it's done this. I know.
1: (laughs) So yeah, still really totally amazed by that. I thought, well, that's not, you know, bone doesn't grow back, but I I do want to see the dentist and have them do an x-ray and compare it to last year and see.
0: That'd be interesting, and I understand. I mean, don't forget, bone bone does grow back because we break it. But I think the jawbone, because you haven't got that um, conflicting sort of tension, you know, Mm -hmm. like your your joints. encourage joint uh bone growth and also when you're doing like strength training that compression um it's difficult to imagine that the jaw bone would improve but it is possible i mean don't forget the gums might might have filled out you've you know the pockets might be less yeah. around the teeth i'm not a dental health expert by the way but obviously doing this job we end up talking about that as well and then physiology yeah. um so, yeah, no, it makes total sense. It's, and um, again, I'm, I'm going to have to say to you, can I keep that bit in? Because I still was, haven't pressed yeah, do it. Do it. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.